As you can see, friends, the vestments and pyramids are white today in celebration of All Saints Day. I thought this passage from the letter to the Hebrews was fitting for us to consider today. Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight the paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather healed. Pursue peace with everyone. Let no root of bitterness come between you. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, and through it many become defiled. Thanks be to God for God's holy word. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I don't know about you, but my neighborhood is terrifying just now. Last night on All Hallows' Eve, when I talk, took the dog out for his last walk of the day at 10 o'clock, there was a straw man with a featureless face sitting on a bale of hay at the corner, staring us down even though he had no eyes. A few houses down from that unsettling presence, I had to duck to avoid a skeleton dressed in a black shroud hanging from a tree just over the sidewalk. And then a few houses after that, there is a yard with two lifelike, fire-breathing, seven-foot dragons straight out of Game of Thrones. A whole graveyard full of tombstones and skeletons and body parts and pièce de résistance, dry ice belching very realistic smoke out to the sidewalk and beyond. <laughs> When I take those late, dark walks on All Hallows' Eve, I pray that old Scottish prayer from ghosties and ghoulies and long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night, good Lord, deliver us. It's no coincidence that the air is thick with malevolent and benevolent ghosts just now because the secular world takes its cue from the church. Because this weekend is the weekend when the church celebrated its departed saints, the ghosts of its departed heroes. And so there's actually a trinity of high holy days this weekend. Yesterday, October 31, is All Hallows' Eve, contracted in the vernacular to Halloween. Today, of course, is All Saints' Day. Tomorrow, November 2, is All Souls' Day. And during this triple play of high holy days, we remind ourselves that the Christian church is comprised of two parts, right? The church militant, we who carry on here on earth, and the church triumphant, those who have fought the good fight, finished their race, and now rest from their labors. They are still part of our community of faith. Since then, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, writes the anonymous author of the book of Hebrews, he wants us to know that our departed heroes are not really gone at all. They are with us still. They are a great cloud 
of observers. Since then, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. The author seems to veer in a single sentence from a celestial metaphor, cloud, to an athletic metaphor, running a race. But those celestial and athletic metaphors are actually of a piece. They belong to the same image. The author of Hebrews wants the living to pretend that we are running the steeplechase. In the original Olympic Stadium on the Peloponnese Peninsula in Greece. And we steeplechasers are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, a great crowd of witnesses. The bleachers in that Olympic Stadium are crowded from field level to the nosebleed seats who are cheering us on, us steeplechasers on, with loud shouts of acclamation. It's as if we're engulfed. We're surrounded, we're immersed in a great cloud, a great cloud of people cheering us on. Now, congratulations to the Wolverines. Congratulations to the Dodgers. Congratulations to the Bears. I'm glad they've won or are winning, but it's a little melancholy, right? How can you play football or baseball without a crowd? Such is not our fate. We are running this steeplechase, the steeplechase of life, the steeplechase of faith, with people crowding us on, cheering us on to a stronger, higher, faster finish with loud hurrahs. Now, this is so important to me right now because in the last, say, eight weeks or so, I've been burying a great deal of my departed heroes, right? Earlier this year, Patsy Barrow, Charlie Barrow, her beloved husband, Doug Petrie, Jack Mills, Jane Beard, Stu Schult, Richard Yamada. See what's happening, right? When Gil Bowen came to Kenilworth Union Church in 1970, 50 years ago, this church had 400 members, almost all Kenilworthians. It was the village church. Many years later, at the peak of Gill's ministry, this church had 3,200 members. Gill was the Joel Osteen of the North Shore. He was so faithful and so successful and so magnetic that all these great people from the North Shore, Winnetka, Wilmette, Evanston, all around us, couldn't resist the temptation to join Gill's ministry. But that was 50 years ago. And now all of Gill's age peers are aging to a great number. Now that would be sad and intolerable for this church if we'd had to say goodbye to all these towering saints, but we don't. They continue to participate in our family of faith as a great cloud of witnesses, as a great crowd in that Olympic stadium. You remember what Maury says to Mitch Album in Tuesdays with Maury, right? Death ends a life, not a relationship. Yes? Death ends a life, not a relationship. And so, on All Saints Day, we celebrate the democracy of the dead. That phrase is from the celebrated British raconteur Gilbert Keith Chesterton. And what he means to say is that wise congregations and successful businesses and clever governments with long institutional memories give to the dead a seat at the table where the decisions are made. They help shape our life in ongoing ways. 
Even though they're gone, the lives they lived and the shadows they cast continue to shape our common life in profound ways. The democracy of the dead, I love that phrase. Now, it's not just the Christian church that has saints, right? There are secular heroes as well, national heroes. Those 56 people who signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776, or August 2, whatever it was, that was an act of extraordinary courage and allegiance. In August of 1776, 700 British ships landed 34,000 seasoned troops in New York. And those volunteer, poorly armed militiamen had only a vanishing chance of defeating the greatest superpower of the world at the time. It's often pointed out that if the colonies had failed to defeat the British in the War for Independence, every one of those 56 signers would have been hanged for treason. They're part of that great cloud of witnesses too. In her memoir, Michelle Obama talks about visiting the Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. This was the third stop for wounded veterans returning from the Afghanistan war, right? First they were treated at the MASH hospitals of Afghanistan and then were flown to Germany and finally to Walter Reed for the third stop on their journey to recovery. And Michelle would go to visit them occasionally. One time when she was there, a bright tangerine poster board caught her eye, posted over a doorway. Attention to all who enter here. It was written, by the way, by a severely injured Navy SEAL. Attention to all who enter here, it read. If you are coming into this room to feel sorrow or to show pity to me, go somewhere else. The wounds I received I got in a job I love, for people I love, for a country I deeply love. I am incredibly tough and resilient, and I am going to recover. Some of those servicemen and women left their limbs and their mental health in the mountains of Afghanistan. Some of them left their lives there. They are part of this great cloud of witnesses too. And so today we celebrate the democracy of the dead. And then on Tuesday, we celebrate the democracy of the living. And when I put it that way, it occurs to me that this trinity of high holy days becomes a quaternity, a quartet of high holy days, Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and Election Day, sacred days, everyone, four in a row. And so vote and get everyone you know to vote too, even if they disagree with you, because voter suppression is unseemly and un-American. Practice the democracy of the living. That great cloud of witnesses expects nothing less of you and would be severely disappointed in your apathy or indifference or sloth. Look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Pursue peace with everyone. Let no root of bitterness cleave you from your fellow Americans. There are too many who want us to hate each other. Don't fall for it. Remember what Patsy Barrow or Jack Mills taught you in third grade Sunday school. Tell the truth. Lies are shabby and mendacity beneath you. Slander no one's good character with mockery or contempt. 
show respect to all people, especially the different and the other and the alien, abhor the unkind word and the divisive, unfounded conspiracy theory. And do not be afraid. We have weathered worse before and flourished despite. Washington's Continental Army fleeing the British in New York in 1776, just barely. 250 years of slavery and the Civil War that ended it. Black people lynched for trying to vote. Hitler's Blitzkrieg, Hero Hito's treacherous raid across the Pacific, Khrushchev's missiles, 9-11. We're still here, and we're going to be here for a long, long time because we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So we will run with perseverance the race that is set before us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, amen.